You're listening to the Weekly Sermon Podcast from Liberty Family Church. For more information about our church, head to the website, libertyfamilychurch.net.au. So who, who inspires you in life? Anyone? My dog, right. That's good. I'm glad you're inspired by your dog. Any, anyone else? My wife. Hey. Now, this is why you've been married 25 years. I was going to say 27, so I was close. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. That's, that's good. I like that. You know, in life, there's just so many inspiring people, aren't there? You know, you read stories in the news. You, maybe for others, it's like on the football field. You get really inspired by someone's moves. Definitely not Mel. That's not Mel's cup of tea. Um, But, you know, whatever it is, I know that there's people who are truly inspiring and they help us to kind of see things differently, don't they? Or to open our minds to ways of doing things differently, maybe ways we've never thought of before. Only this week I was reading some stories of the account of Brother Andrew. Some of you may know Brother Andrew I don't actually know his real name. He's just world known as Brother Andrew, but he's the founder of Open Doors. For those of you who mightn't know Open Doors, Open Doors are a ministry that are all about resourcing the persecuted church. So going into the places where you're really not meant to go even if you weren't Christian, let alone if you go in there to try and reveal the truth to people. Like these are the sort of places like, say, North Korea, where you're caught and you're either put in long-term hard labour camp or you are killed. It's as simple as that. Anyway, so he started the Open Doors ministry and to say that he's an inspirational man, I don't know if anyone's ever read about him, would be like a massive understatement. The stories of what God was able to do and continues to do in some of the most hostile to Christianity places all over the globe because Brother Andrew was all in for the kingdom. He was all in, you know, like he held nothing back. He gave himself to God's kingdom. They're just truly remarkable. Open doors would not exist if not for Brother Andrew. It was back in 1955. He was a relatively young Christian, about six years into his journey with Jesus, and he was a Dutch missionary at that time. And he went on a group tour to Poland, which was under communist rule. And he discovered that when he met with people there, that the body of Christ were desperate. They were just lacking in so many of the basic things that you and I take for granted today, like having access to a Bible or knowing that there's even other Christians around for support and encouragement. And God gave him this scripture, Revelation 3.2. And it said, wake up, strengthen what remains and is at the point of death. So just in that moment, as he observed everything that was going on, God spoke to him and gave him his mission, gave him the thing that he was to devote his very life to. And he certainly did that. And at that point, while he was there, he just happened to have with him, like, I don't know, any good Christian missionary, a suitcase full of Christian resources. And so on that trip, despite the challenges, despite the risk of incarceration and who knows what else, he was able to distribute 
all of those things to the churches in those regions and basically kick off, launch the ministry of Open Doors. And it was from that point, from that humble beginning, that Open Doors has grown and continues to really bless people from more and more nations in some of the most some of the most, um, yeah, needy parts of the world who people like you and I who don't have the luxury of just being able to go to a store and buy a Bible or turn on to YouTube and listen to something, but people who are desperate for Bible support and prayer. And of course, YouTube wasn't invented then, but you get what I'm talking about. You know, Brother Andrew is such an inspiration. And as a church, we're, we're really proud to partner with an organisation like Open Doors because they are wonderful. And the thing with the persecuted church is it's not like we've got it all here and we're just blessing them. They've got so much to give back to us. You know, the stories, the testimonies, their, their faith despite persecution, their faith of people despite family members being killed for Jesus and they still continue to press on and still continue to witness even to those who have killed family. It's incredible. And that stirs us up to kind of maybe wake up a little bit out of our Western slumber at times. Now, I could share so much more about Brother Andrew, but I'm not going to do that today. I'm actually going to share, God's laid on my heart, a series around some of Brother Andrew's things, and in particular prayer that I'm going to launch into later on this year. But here's the thing. The major takeaway, the major kind of lesson for all of us from Brother Andrew's inspirational example is that he was a man of deep prayer. He was a man of deep prayer. He did nothing at all without praying and he saw truly incredible things happen because of his praying. Now there's this story when he was in Romania and at the point in time in history when he was there, he, it was not the place for sharing the gospel. It was just not what you did. And as he drove towards the border, about to head into Romania with his car laden with Bibles and other Christian resources, he was naturally probably feeling a little bit uncomfortable and thinking seriously, like, I'm, I'm going into the lion's den here. I'm going and who knows what's going to happen. But he thought when he was going that chances are, you know, they won't be checking every car. They'll just sort of check a few and I might be lucky enough. I'll just pray that, that I kind of get missed and get waved through. But as he approached the Romanian checkpoint, he realised that they were checking every single car. And they weren't just checking every single car. They were making all the occupants get out of the car and then completely clear their car of everything that they had and lay it out on the side of the road for proper examination. And you see, he knew that believers in Romania were desperate for what he had. He knew that these believers were waiting for someone like him who was bold enough to actually take these things and gift them to us. And so he started praying furiously. He started praying furiously. And after a few minutes, this incredibly bizarre thought popped into his head. And it's a bizarre thought. He said, just as clear as day, it was like, I don't need to hide the Bibles. I'm going to put them out on show. Can you imagine hearing that as as you're praying? You're approaching somewhere where you could be imprisoned or worse for taking Bibles there. 
and just put them out on show. And you know what his reasoning was? As he kind of thought on that thought, he reasoned that if he was to do that, he would not actually be relying on his own craftiness, but he would be relying only on God. And then he prayed what maybe you've read this prayer before. It's a pretty famous prayer if you know anything about Brother Andrew. He prayed this. He said, Lord, in my luggage I have scripture I want to take to your children. When you were on earth, you made blind eyes see. Now, I pray, make seen eyes blind. Do not let the guards see those things you do not want them to see. Wow. And you know, okay, prayed that prayer, had that moment of, of faith and trust and God, if this is what you've called me to, you're going to make a way. But everything ahead of him just didn't look good. They were taking even longer with the cars in front. They were pulling over every car and stripping everything out of the car to search it all in detail. And when he reached the front, he was expecting much of the same. And he was thinking, okay, well, won't take long for them to see this stack of Bibles sitting on the passenger side next to me. I wonder what's going to happen, God, but I trust you. And so he stopped his car and he actually went to get out of his car, just like everyone else before him had done. But the strangest thing happened in that moment. All of a sudden, the guard just began acting in a really strange way. Instead of searching and instead of angrily beckoning him out like he had for everyone before, he just briefly glanced at Brother Andrew's passport and abruptly waved him through. And taken aback, as you would be, Brother Andrew's just kind of inching his car forward very slowly, thinking, I'm going to get pulled over at some point. There's going to be, there's going to be a rifle pointed at me <laughs> before too long. So he inched forward. Maybe he's kind of wanting me to pull over or someone else is going to come out to take over. Maybe it's swapping shifts. I don't know what's going on here. But as he's pulled off slowly with this stack of Bibles sitting right next to him on his passenger seat, not one single person stopped what they were doing to stop him. Not one. And as he looked in his rearview mirror, and here is the incredible thing. I get goosebumps when I even think about this. As he, as he drove off slowly, looking in his rearview mirror, he saw that the guard who had just waved him through immediately went back to what he was doing with every other car after him. Wow. That is a big answer to a bold prayer, isn't it? And, you know, that's one of the countless stories that Brother Andrew shares. And you can read his book, God Smuggler. If you've never read that before, I, I recommend it. Great book to hear about some of the earlier days of Open Doors ministry. But safe to say, Brother Andrew was a man of deep prayer and he saw truly miraculous things happen because he prayed. There's so many powerful quotes of Brother Andrew out there, but as I was reflecting and, and praying and, and just generally letting myself be inspired by his faith example this week, this, this quote in particular really hit home for me. I think it's up on the screen. He says, If we understood the potential power of our prayers, we would be on our knees a hundred times a day asking him for things that would turn the world upside down. If we understood the potential power of our prayers, we would be on our knees a hundred times a day asking him for things that would turn the world upside down. That is such a powerful statement, isn't it? 
And, and then as I kind of sat and praying and reflecting around this quote, God spoke to me with an encouraging word for us as a church community. He said this to me. He said, I want the family at Liberty to understand and live this. I want to see Liberty grow as a people of prayer. Clear as day. That's what God said to me. Isn't that encouraging? Isn't that encouraging? God wants us to understand and live this, and he wants to see us grow as a people of prayer. You know, God's calling us. What a blessing it is. You know, you think about it. Prayer ultimately is communication with God. It's not a one-way thing. It's a two-way dialogue with the King of kings and the Lord of lords, and God is calling us to go deeper in it. How exciting is that? You know, God's calling us to grow as a people who trust him, as a people who don't kind of think, hey, we can sort this out, or maybe if we just think of a really good way of doing this, this is going to work. No, he wants us to be people who trust him, who look to him, who do nothing aside or before, just coming before him and saying, Lord, would you move in this? Would you make a way? Would you turn the world upside down? God wants us to grow as people who, who would just humbly approach him in prayer. And, you know, might not be hundreds of times a day, but just imagine if you even prayed one of those prayers once a day, what might change in our world? Can you imagine the ministry that we as a church community could do if we were to pray prayers like that? You know, God's calling us to grow as a people who ask him for the things that he alone can give, that he alone can do, and to ask him for things that would turn the world upside down. Who knows this to be true? God is a God who loves to answer prayer. Who knows that to be true? Anyone? Absolutely. Scripture, the whole account of Scripture is testimony to that being true. From the Old Testament all the way through to the New Testament, countless times people reach out to God and despite those people's failings and those people often disregarding God and not treating him that great, what does God do? He comes through for his people. Time and time again, God shows grace and mercy and faithfulness to people, even when they've shown him none of that at all. God is a God who is good and answers prayers. One passage for me, 1 John chapter 5, verse 14 to 15, really sums up the confidence that we have as believers. Verse 14, And this is the confidence that we have toward him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us in whatever we ask, we know that we have the requests that we can have asked of him. So good. And you know, experience tells us that it's true, doesn't it? You know, if I was to give us five minutes right now to chat with someone next to us and say, share with me some answers to prayer that you've had over the journey. If you've been a Christian for probably longer than a couple of years, I'm confident that you have countless, you could tell testimony after testimony of how God has shown himself to be faithful and true. Why? All because you asked. All because you asked and sought him in prayer. I don't know where you're at when it comes to prayer. I don't know where you're at, but for me, and this is true for me at times, I, I know this is true for me. I think often we can all too easily neglect 
to pray the kind of prayers that would actually turn the world upside down if we were to pray them. Is anyone with me? You know, like the kind of prayers that are like the big prayers, the bold prayers, the prayers that take great faith in the great Jesus who wants to answer our prayers to actually see happen. I, I feel like sometimes we get in a rhythm. I know I get in a rhythm of praying it safe. Really, if I'm, if I'm honest, safe prayers. There's nothing wrong with simple prayers. Jesus calls us to come to him as little children. And who knows, if you've ever been around kids while they're praying, they bring the most beautiful, simple prayers. There's nothing wrong with that. It's really good. God, thank you for my kinder. That's what Naomi prays nearly every night when we say grace together. Don't know why, but that's what she does. <laughs> but God loves it, and I love it too. And sometimes we, we kind of pray these nice prayers that they're not bad in and of themselves, but often I've found I can kind of fill my prayer time with those sort of basic prayers and neglect praying those big prayers that are going to change the world that God wants us to pray so that he can move through us and use us because that's, pl- that's how God works. God could just in a moment miraculously go bang and everyone in Hillswood would be saved, yeah? But you know, God actually loves to use you and I to radically change our lives, to participate in the mission, to see souls won for his kingdom. That's what God loves to do. He loves to use all of us for his purposes, for his good to see us all active in mission for his glory. And I really believe that often when we don't see things happen, it's actually because we're, we're not really asking God to do those things in and through us. Would anyone agree with that? You know, I kind of think, personally, I think we miss out on seeing and participating in so much kingdom work because of not praying those big, bold prayers. Now, I, I often think, um, you know, Sometimes we pray for things like our prayer time might be as we're dozing off at night. Maybe you pray husband and wife or something at night time. And um, if you're not careful, especially when you've got a young five-month-old, can very easily just fall into the, God, pray for a good night's sleep. (laughs) And that's it. Pray for protection over our family. Like, they're good things. There's nothing wrong with them. And I guess... What I'm saying is while you're there, while you're there praying for those things that God loves to answer too, God loves to give us good sleep, except when we've got a five-month-old. God loves to protect our family. God loves to watch over the household of people who honour him and love him. God loves that. He loves to answer those prayers. But while we're there, while we're in that place of praying, let's pray big. Let's pray big bold prayers that have the potential to turn the world upside down. You know, think about this. If we were to pray locally, what if we prayed something like this? God, would you break the spiritual stronghold over the lives, over the hearts, over the minds of people in Hillsville and the Arrow Valley? God, we are sick of seeing the oppression. We are sick of seeing the suicide. We are sick of seeing all of the stuff that just doesn't align with your will going on for people over here. God, break it. In Jesus' name we pray. What if we prayed something like that? I reckon... I reckon we might be able to pray for longer than five minutes as we're falling asleep if we prayed prayers like that. 
What about this on a personal level? Lord, I know you want to use me powerfully to see your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give me a heart that actually wants to join you in that. Give me a heart that longs to serve you and a willingness to do whatever it takes, whatever it takes, so that I can play my part in your family, so that I can see people one for your kingdom, so I can see people free to love Jesus. They're big prayers. They are big prayers. And guaranteed, those are the kind of prayers that will turn the world upside down. They will actually turn our world upside down too and give us a greater heart to play our part in joining God in turning the world upside down. And the thing with those kind of prayers is, you know, sometimes we we think like, oh man, I really want to pray and I really want to pray according to God's will because that's an important thing, isn't it? You know, it says we are to pray and God will answer it if it's in accordance to his will. Do you reckon those prayers are in accordance with God's will? 100%. 100% those prayers are in accordance with God's will. God wants to see every single person on the face of this planet free in relationship with Jesus Christ. So you can pray that and you can know that in some way he is going to answer that because of your faithfulness in praying. You reckon, what about giving, asking God to give us a heart of service, a heart that desires to do whatever it takes to see his kingdom expand. You think he's going to want to do that? He wants to answer that in a zillion ways for every single one of us, every day. They are prayers that are 100% in accordance with God's will. Friends, Today, it's not so much of a message as it is just a word of encouragement for us as a church. You know, God laid this on my heart during the week and God is calling us. God is urging us. God is beckoning us to come, to come and to continue to grow deeper as a people of prayer. That is his heart. That is his heart for us. God wants us to grow as people who, who not just sometimes offer up those big kind of prayers, but the kind of people who more often than not, knowing that God is the big God that he actually is and that whilst we think we can handle stuff, God can probably actually handle things better than us, you know, like he is the king and, you know, kind of sovereign and he does what he wants to do and he's the one who appoints rulers and authorities in positions of power and all this sort of stuff. Like, I reckon he's probably got it. And actually pray those kind of prayers more often than not. More often than not. God wants us to grow as people who ask him to do the kind of things that only he can do. Not things that we could do if we just had enough resources or not things that we could do if we worked out a really cool, engaging thing for the community. Not like that, but truly supernatural things where he does heart work in people and so they're open to the gospel. I really believe that God is calling us, he's calling each of us to, to break out of this habit. And, and I want to say that it can be my habit at times, many, many times as well. God wants us to break out of this habit of praying 
small prayers, only small prayers. And perhaps, and this might be one for you too, perhaps it's even just breaking out of a comfort zone. You know, we can, we can get comfortable, can't we, when it comes to expressing our faith. We can get comfortable after decades of following Jesus and kind of go, oh, yeah, yep, I remember God answers prayers, yes. But then maybe we have just kind of lost a bit of that passion to see, to join God through prayer in seeing great things happen through his kingdom. Maybe it's breaking out of our comfort zones too. And why is God wanting to do this? God is wanting to do this work in us so that we will be a people who will be truly free to pray the kind of big, bold prayers that will truly turn the world upside down. Is anyone with me? You listening? Anyone excited? Like, think about it. God is wanting to do a spiritual work in us to take us deeper in him so He will use us powerfully to see his kingdom come and his will be done in Hillsville, the Yarra Valley, and beyond. And it comes and it only comes through prayer. That is exciting. That is really exciting. You know, that is ultimately how we're going to fulfill our mission as Liberty Family Church. We will, and ultimately we only can actually love people to the degree to which Jesus calls us to love people if we grow as people of prayer, you know? Our mission is loving God, loving others. And we'll grow in that. We'll realise that in even more powerful and wonderful ways as we grow as people of prayer. We will see our vision, Hillsville, the Yarra Valley and beyond, transformed by the love of Jesus Christ. We will see that become a reality. We will see that realised in more and more exciting and truly remarkable ways where we look at what's happened and go, man, that is nothing of us. That has to just be God. Like there is no way we could have done that. I'm not smart enough to organise that. We don't have enough volunteers to do that. That is a move of the Spirit. And that's going to happen. That is going to happen. I believe it. That's going to happen when we grow as a people of prayer as we keep growing as a people of prayer. I really believe we'll continue to see great things happen and I believe that we will see even greater things happen, greater things than we've ever seen happen before as we continue to commit to growing as a people of prayer and pray those big prayers that will turn the world upside down. Now, over the course of this last month, for our month of prayer and fasting, this is how we've been seeking to pray together. This is how... Many of us have been praying together. And today, in just a moment, we're going to actually end our month of prayer and fasting together as a church on a real high. I really just believe God wants to do something this morning in our hearts, in our community. And so we're going to joyfully enter into that with him this morning. And we are going to enjoy a time of deep corporate prayer together in smaller groups and just praying into the into the things that we have been praying into as a church community, but praying with that big lens of those big, bold prayers that only God can truly move and do. The welcome team are going to hand you out a flyer with some of the the sort of major themes that we have been really seeking God for this year. And so 
just encourage you. That might be things that you just want to pray for in your group, and that's fine. Or they may be like springboards for you to pray into other things as Holy Spirit leads you. So that's really exciting. We're going to finish our month with a bang this morning. It's going to be really good. But before we do that, before we do that, before we do that, I just want to take a moment to pray for some people. As I've been preparing this week, God's been bugging me in a good way um, about praying for some people. And I, I really just sensed Holy Spirit saying that he wants to today, he wants to rise up some prayer warriors at Liberty. He wants to rise up. He wants to see people raise up to embrace a role of being prayer warriors for him in our church community. So for those of you who might think that's a bit weird or it's a bit Pentecostal or something like that, it's pretty simple, really. All it is is people who have a longing to pray, people who have a desire to pray those big, bold prayers. And maybe even those people who have a desire to do that and for whatever reason have been distracted from praying those sort of prayers for a while now. God's saying this morning that he actually wants to raise up people into those roles and he wants to release you of any shackles that would have been holding you back from those things so that you can be truly prayer to pray free to pray those prayers that would turn the world upside down. So I want to do that first. We're just going to have a moment right now where if that's you, I'd just like to invite you even just to stand where you are. Just stand where you are and then I just want to pray for you. Pray that you would be released as a prayer warrior in our church community for God's glory and the good of others. So let's just do that right now. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Yes, Holy Spirit, we want to thank you that you guide us, that you speak to us, that you bring revelation to all of us at exactly the right time when your people need it. We just want to honour you, Holy Spirit, and thank you that you love to speak and guide us, speak to us and guide us. So I just pray right now, Lord, as each of these people who are standing and even some who are sitting who want to be standing but aren't right now, for whatever reason, God, I just pray that, Lord, you would do a miraculous work in each of their hearts, even right now, God. God, that anything that would be keeping them from stepping in, in authority to the, to the position of praying and, and really being free as a prayer warrior, joining you in the work in the spiritual realm through asking you for things that only you can do. God, we just pray and ask for freedom right now in Jesus' name. God, any chains, any, any distractions, anything at all that would be keeping people from embracing and stepping out and stepping up into this sort of capacity and into a joy of actually praying with you and seeing great things happen through the prayers that we pray. God, we just pray that you would release them right now. Jesus' name.
Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Okay, we are going to spend 10 minutes now in smaller groups praying big, bold prayers. Yeah? Does that sound good? I'm excited. I know God wants to answer our big, bold prayers as well. And just like I said before, you know, God's will, you read through any of those points in, on that pamphlet, They're all well and truly in line with God's will. So be bold and ask him to answer those prayers.